0: Hi Gary and welcome to Karma.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: Great news that students in remote communities across the Northern Territory are able to study hairdressing.
1: Yes, it's a collaboration, a a partnership between Deadly Hair Dude and EDU, so Charles Darwin University, to bring hairdressing to remote communities. So we're going to go out to as many remote communities who want us and we'll go out and we'll teach them how to cut hair and colour and foil with the idea that, or the end goal that what will happen is that they will end up opening their own salon in their own community, looking after the grooming needs of their own people.
0: Can we just go back to the beginning and talk about why did you want to do this?
1: I've been hairdressing for 41 years and what happened was I ended up going back and studying law because I thought I could give back to the community, do something to help people and I've seen a, a great need for people who were coming out of prison or youth detention centres and so I wanted to try and help rather than be at the end of the line where we're sort of dishing out the punishment as a lawyer and the judge, I wanted to sort of try and prevent people from entering the criminal justice system in the first place. So what happened was I started hairdressing in remote communities because I noticed pretty quickly that there was such a huge need. So many remote communities around the territory and just no one being able to have access to a professional hair service. So I joined the two together and I thought this will help communities to have employment opportunities and it'll also help kids from entering the criminal justice system, because they'll feel good about themselves, they'll have something to do, they'll have a, a future employment
0: prospect, and so that's basically how it all started. Fantastic. You have been going for some time, so just tell us the story so far. So what's happened
1: is that we started off two years ago, August 10, 2020, and what happened was we commenced with Catherine, and we started organising, linking up with Indigenous organisations. CDP, you've suicide programs, drug and alcohol, life education, pretty well any sort of organisation, homelessness, and so we started travelling around. We bought ourselves a mobile hairdressing salon, sort of in a caravan, and set up pretty snazzy. And uh, we started going out to all the different communities, and just got bigger and bigger and bigger until. Now we've linked up with CDU. So you're up in Darwin, up in the
0: top end. So do you so have...
1: our base office, but we're not there that much. So we have a salon set up there, like a head office salon, but predominantly we're in community. So at the moment I'm in Elko Island. Next week we're in Kalkaringi and Nulamboye. We have teams of people who go out. We go to different remote locations. So even though there's a base in Darwin, we're pretty well very active in remote Indigenous communities at the moment.
0: Do we have any hair salons in the communities around Alice Springs?
1: So no. From what i found, there hasn't been any hairdressing salons in any of the remote communities. And so that's why I've seen such a big need. And so Deadly Hair Dude has been travelling down to Santa Teresa, working with the guys from there and from some of the schools down there. There's a number of places in Alice Springs that we've been to. We've been to Mudajula and we're talking with Voyager at the moment out in the resort there at Uluru because they have a salon sitting there already, already set up. And so the goal is to have turned that salon into a training salon and invite students from all around Central Australia out to Uluru, stay there, learn some hairdressing, and then go back to their community and uh, start up their own salon.
0: So it has been a success. So can you tell us, what do the students think of it and what do they get out of it?
1: The students absolutely love it. Nobody wants to look bad. Everyone wants to look their best. And so once we start with the students and they start cutting hair day one, so they don't just stand there sweeping the floor, cleaning up, day one they start cutting hair so that really engages the students straight away and of course the community benefits too because there's people in their 60s who have never had a professional haircut in their life and so once they get a professional service they are so excited about it and it's a sheer delight for me to look at their face and see how excited they are with their new look.
0: And the families, they'd be so proud of them wouldn't they?
1: They're incredibly proud Because what we do is we photograph all the before and after photos to every community that we go to. And then we post it on social media, so Facebook and LinkedIn, so that these guys get to see the work that they've done and to see the before photo and the after photo. And there's such extreme differences. And they are then being highlighted and being praised by all their family and friends in that community to see what they've achieved,
0: it's a great story, Gary. The course has been modified to suit students from remote communities?
1: Yes. So, what happened was, I've noticed that there's a Cert 2 out there at the moment, and that's sort of sweeping floors and washing hair and doing all the really meaningless sort of jobs that still have to be done, but they're not really very rewarding. And so, the Cert 2 is like that, and the Cert 3 is up to four years. So that covers everything. They'll never use in their lifetime out in a remote community. So what I've done is I've worked with CDU and the Australian Hairdressing Council. And what's happened is we've modified the program to just work on and teach the things that are really valuable to Indigenous students. And that'll be cutting, colouring, foiling and styling hair. So tracks, lines, beards, shaving, all the things that they're going to use 98% of the time in a community. Now, if they want to, they can continue on with CDU and do the full program. So if they decide that they want to leave a remote community and go and work in the city somewhere, they can continue on with their studies. All the things that they do with us is accredited, Um, but they're able to work independently after they do six months with us for barbering, so for men's hairdressing and 12 months for ladies' hairdressing.
0: So much easier that way. Aboriginal people, they love hands-on stuff, don't they?
1: Of course. And they've got a very good eye-hand coordination. So that's why this program is specifically designed around that type of working with your hands, and that is how they're able to bring the best of these students out. And look, the good thing is it doesn't matter what level of education they have. I've got students who can't read and write, doing fantastic hairdressing because they're working with their hands and they love doing it.
0: So, Gary, are you able to share with us some of your favourite stories, something that's happened with one of your students and you sort of oh, thought, wow, you know? Oh, this, I'm, I, I know yeah. there's probably many of them, but is there, one, is there one that stands in your mind? Well, let me tell mind? you,
1: working at the base of Uluru, with the rain coming down and soil water coming down and photographing the people from Mutajula having their hair done there at the base of the rock was really spiritual. It was so nice. And, of course, with one of the students, Kyle Bamber, that works for Deadly Hair Dude, he's won so many awards. He's the one I was talking to you about that has problems reading and writing, learning disabilities under NDIS, and still winning Young Indigenous Territorian of the Year, Got a visit from the Governor-General of Australia, presented a, an award. He's up for an NT Training Awards. The list just goes on. There's so many great success stories with these students and how they're really enjoying doing this program.
0: We do have surrounding communities around Alice Springs. They might be listening to this interview. How can they be involved to get a hairdressing salon out in their communities?
1: CDU has been really generous and what they've done is... They've offered free, all their certificates and things, hairdressing is free with CDU. It's very affordable. What happens is that the communities can just get in contact with Deadly Hair Dude and engage with us about coming out to their community. We usually work with CDP programs, schools, anyone who has any kind of organisation, mental health, domestic violence. It doesn't matter who. We can work with anyone and what we'll do is we do that Once a month, five days a month for six months for men's hairdressing, and once a month, five days, 12 months for ladies' hairdressing. So basically all they'll be end up paying for is the costs of Deadly hairdo to come out and actually train, but all the rest of it is free from CDU. So
0: how can they get in contact with you or their CDU?
1: So they can look us up on social media, so either Facebook or LinkedIn, or they can just uh, Google Deadly Hair Dude. All our contact numbers are there, and of course we have a website, so they can just Google Deadly Hair Dude and just leave a message on our website, or they can contact me directly, and all my contact details are all on the site.
0: Is there anything else that you would like to share with us?
1: Well, I'm just really excited to see that with CDU and, and Deadly Hair Dude's involvement, that this program is going to go right around the Territory. And any community, doesn't matter where you are, if you want to be able to have your own hairdressing salon with your own students doing the work, it's not Deadly Hair Dudes that's going to stay there, it's going to be your students, your local people, doing the work and setting up your own salon. It's possible with this program and this partnership.
0: Gary, I'd like to say thank you very much for sharing all that with us today.
1: Thank you for having me on your program.